is Jess and I'm head of marketing here at Medic. I am absolutely thrilled to announce that Andy has let me loose and given me reign and access to my own podcast called Marketing Medic. And in this podcast, I interview leading CMOs uh, from across the globe and ask them everything I've ever wanted to know about marketing. I'm picturing me when I was naive and first started in my career and I wanted to ask all of those nitty gritty questions but never had anyone to ask them to. So in this episode, I am absolutely thrilled to announce that I've got Megan Eisenberg and together we'll talk about her journey as a chief marketing officer working for companies such as MongoDB, DocuSign, and of course, TripActions, the playbook between sales and marketing and a feedback loop with the revenue team and Megan's top three hires when scaling a marketing department. Let me know what you think. Hope you enjoy it. If you have any questions or any feedback, drop me a message and I'll be sure to get back to you. But for now, enjoy Marketing Medic. Hi, Megan. Thank you uh, so much for joining me on the Marketing Medic podcast. It's great to have you here. Um, I'm really excited about our conversation today. Uh, Ever since it's been booked in, I've been really looking forward to this. Um, the first thing I want to ask you uh, is is about your career history, really. You've worked for some top companies as chief marketing officer to anyone in marketing. That's so inspiring. So I wondered if you'd be able to talk through your journey into marketing and, and, and what it's like to be CMO at some of these top companies. Sure. You know, I started out in uh, MIS and computer science after undergrad and uh, worked at Cisco Systems for a couple of years and decided to go back to business school. And it was when I was in business school that I realized uh, I, I really enjoyed the marketing courses and the economic courses and thought I could pivot in my career and and understanding tech and technology as an MIS uh, and computer science grad. Uh, and I could go and market and market tech. And so I graduated Yale School of Management and that was sort of my journey. And I joined a startup and really enjoyed that. Um, and they were, had been acquired by IBM. And then I followed several of those founders and investors to different companies, uh, made my way over to DocuSign as their vice president of demand gen. I uh, really enjoyed growing with that company from 150 person to 1300 or so and building out, you know, I had a team of one to 25. And I, you know, as I went through growing and scaling with the company, taking on more and more responsibility to the point where I felt like I was ready to go be a CMO. And so I had the opportunity to join MongoDB in uh, 2015 and um, took them public in October of 2017. And I was there for four years and it I had come in with experience in product marketing and uh, demand gen, but not a lot around corporate marketing and brand. And so really started learning a lot more about that that part of marketing and then uh, joined Trip Actions uh, three and a half years ago as their CMO and had about a team of 10 and grew that to um, about 80 people now in marketing. And more recently, last four months, I've taken on our sales development team as well. And so um, we've at, we've doubled that team. We were 47 when I took it on and we're uh, 105, I think now. So awesome. lots of just, um, you know, scaling and growing companies. I love that. I love doing that. You've got to put the right people, process and technology in place. And uh, it's all about executing and hiring the right people. 
Yeah, absolutely. I mean, what's it like growing a team from, you know, 40 to 80 people and being responsible for that amount of, you know, people and and making sure that execution is there? Yeah, I mean, I, I certainly think it's having one, you got to have your the right story about the opportunity and what you're doing and train everyone on that. Then you have to hire the right leaders because your leaders extend your ability to hire more people on the team. So I had to, you know, we went from one director to five. So we had to get them on board, make sure everyone understands the process. Um, what is the caliber of candidate we're looking for? What's the background we want? What makes a successful SDR on the team? So calibrating everyone against the target person we're hiring, calibrating on the hiring process, calibrating on our story and why you want to join this amazing company. And um, and then having targets and motivating and get you know, we aligning around what we're going to do. And it's been amazing to watch the management team, the directors and the managers really rally together, support each other. And then you've got to just focus and have the right time. And then of course we had great recruiting support from our recruiting team um, to run through the process. Yeah, that makes sense. One of the things I wanted to dig in with you today was um, around the relationship with sales and marketing. So when I started my career in marketing, I was really quite naive in the sense that um, uh, I didn't like sales professionals. And I probably shouldn't admit that working at Medic, but um, I always thought they didn't really get what marketing did. And I didn't really understand what they did. And we were targeted on different things. So is there, as a CMO or as a, as a you know a good marketeer, like a playbook you have for making sure that relationship between sales and marketing works? Or, you know, how, how do you navigate that? Yeah, I mean, there is actually, uh, I, I think the most important thing is that you see them as an internal customer and partner and that there's nothing more powerful than a CMO and a CRO that are partnering and tackling problems together because there's a ton when you're scaling, you're hiring, there's always something you can improve. There's a lot of data that you're looking at. There's a handoff there. There's a feedback loop. Um, so all of that is um, really important. I think that um, the three things that you do together is one, you build build the models together. So understand your targets, revenue, who's sourcing what, what the definitions of the funnel, what's a quality lead, what's your ICP. So really align and build the model together. The second thing is habitual communication. You're constantly getting feedback, improving, tweaking, looking at the data. So that's second. And then third is transparency and results. You know, what's working and what's not, you have to have a high level of trust and not everything's going to work. So being able to say, nope, we tried that. It didn't work. Or, or, hey, this is a great program. Or, hey, you're not following up. Or here's what we need. And so, you know, build together habitual communication and transparency and result are all important for that relationship. And then it mm -hmm. sits on a level of technology. And that technology is what gives you data that can't be disputed, right? So attribution, funnel, conversions, productivity, all those things that you need uh, to make sure you have a really well-functioning marketing and sales organization. Um, so that's yeah. what I think is important. Absolutely. So obviously, once you've got the buy-in, you know, with the the CRO and, and you've got that relationship there as, as you know, C-suite level uh, individuals, how do you, you know, make sure that that's like uh, from top to bottom, essentially? How do you get the buy-in with the individual contributors and things like that? Yeah, I mean, they don't have a choice. I think when it's at the top, you're aligned. If you yeah. see folks not getting on board with what you guys have agreed the model to be, then you you address it right away. 
right? You yeah. come together and you address it and those behaviors are not tolerated, really. You have to partner, mm-hmm. you have to give feedback. Um, and, you know, I think you have to have patience and listen. Marketing gets a lot of feedback and, you know, there's some good stuff in there and you just have to get used to it. What you do is very visual. Everyone has an opinion. Everyone sees the world maybe differently. Everyone has different information. So as much as you can give them all the same information and context, um, the better, uh, but just be prepared to take it and, 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 you know, act on what you can act on and don't take it personal. It's just, you gotta, you know, you're, you're fighting the, the war is outside. The competition yeah. is who you're going after. It's not inside. So minimize that and you will move much faster and execute much faster as a team. Yeah, definitely. That's some really powerful advice, especially, you know, it, you know, your customers are on the outside and having that feedback loop is, is so important because although, you know, as marketers, we like to talk to customers, we don't always, we're not always on the ground and, and getting that information. So yeah, totally agree that, that that makes something really powerful. Um, just going on to medic, because it would be wrong of me not to talk about medic, given that I, I work here. Um, you know, you've worked for companies that have implemented medic into their sales teams. Do you find any power of that in, in working in marketing for like um, looking at your ideal customer, you know, personas or champion building events? Have you found any benefit of, you know, from working with medic at all? Yeah, I mean, I definitely think there's power around medic and understanding deals, understanding the, you know, your ICP, who is the champion, the executive sponsor, understanding who we need to target with what messaging, um, just the feedback, what's the objection handling, where they are in the process, how can, you know, when I think about marketing, specifically product marketing and sales enablement, your job is to get the highest level of productivity out of your reps as possible. And I think you can measure the success of a product marketing org if you see an improvement in performance and productivity of your reps, because we're enabling you in the field, we're helping with you, helping you with objection handling, helping you with the tools, analyst reports, the content, the customers studies that you need and, and data. And we're giving you the pitch and the demo. And so Um, yeah, I mean, that's part of the feedback loop. That's also part of inspecting deals and, and from a sales leader standpoint, uh, making sure you understand, you know, do your reps have command of that deal? Do they truly know the right questions? And and the answers to some of those questions give you insight on what you need to do. And so I think Mm -hmm. it's a very powerful model that, um, really helps you assess the health of deals and your pipeline. Yeah, absolutely. So just going on to feedback, um, how best would you say, you know, sales and marketing should work together to ensure that there's that feedback loop in place? If if that doesn't exist in a company, what, you know, what should they look to, to implement to get that going? Yeah, I mean, it's across the board, uh, you, you know, meet regularly with the CRO and I get feedback. Um, your head of demand and operations is meeting with sales ops. They're really looking at the numbers. We're looking at the revenue and pipeline targets and aligning on those. Um, our demand gen team, if you're an enterprise, you're partnering with the enterprise sales leaders to get feedback on the programs you're running, what's working, what's not. We're doing that at the mid-market level. We're doing it at the commercial level. We're doing it at the self-sell level. So you need alignment across the teams running field and programs. Uh, and you know, every campaign and program we run, we're measuring the success of it and we're collecting feedback. And, and the idea is you improve on it or you stop doing it. Uh, yeah. and, and you learn. And part of that feedback is getting the feedback loop from sales. And you can see it in the data. Did it drive 
opportunities in business that closed or not. And so, you know, it's documenting it. It's having the conversation. It's taking the feedback. Uh, I just, you know, I had a call this morning with our new head of um, sales in uh, UK and, you know, it was just, it's his first week, but he was at one of our travel shows. And I was like, tell me, what do you think we could do better? What did you see? You know, what have you learned? And, you know, being very clear, I expect feedback and I welcome it. And it's the only way I'm going to get better and scale is if I get that. And so, um, you know, that's just an important part of being a leader. Mm -hmm. Yeah, definitely. And then talking around scaling, um, just, you know, one question I'm intrigued on when you move into a company where you are scaling, there is that growth. Is there a particular role or team that you look to hire first or is it dependent on the business and where you're at or is there something you just know I need this this person this role to get to where I need to be I mean at a minimum I I find I need a strong systems ops web person because you're you know we went maybe from five to ten technologies three and a half years ago to over 40 so Mm -hmm. if you're going to learn optimize there's so many tools to optimize your website there's so many channels to communicate to your prospects to measure, to clean the data as it comes into your CRM, the handoff, you know, in order to be very efficient in your budget and spend, you need access to data quickly and you need to have the dashboards and the reports. And so I want someone who understands Salesforce, the CRM, how to set up the dashboards, how to integrate to the APIs, understands a marketing automation platform. So really a technologist is an important hire. Um, a product marketer who is focused on the ICP, is focused on the pitch deck, um, is your kind of quarterback for launching products and, and messaging and positioning. And then demand gen, who is executing all the programs that you're now measuring, right? And that's driving the pipeline to sales. And so at, at a minimum, I need those leaders. And then you want to make it look good. So bring in a creative, a designer or outsource that. And then you've got your comms and communications and PR. So you're pitching to media, you're writing the customer stories, you're, um, you know, really creating that brand and story for the company. Yeah, definitely. That makes sense. Some really strong, some stronger uh, profiles there. And then I guess the final thing that I'd, I'd love to know, um, you know, uh, for any marketeers, what advice would you give to them, you know, if they want to reach CMO, what, you know, what, what, what would you tell them if you, you know, went back however many years to, to the point where you thought you were ready to take on the CMO level, what would you tell yourself then? Oh, I mean, I think successful CMOs um, can hire. You've got to be able to hire. Um, you certainly should know most of the functions. You don't have to be an expert, but usually you have a pillar of strength, whether it's demand gen, product marketing, or corporate marketing, and then be able to hire the other functions that you're not done, you know, 25 years of, uh, and, um, you know, learn, innovate. I think it's a good sign when people are willing to work for you at multiple companies, it's strength of leadership and development of the people of your people, Um, and that you never stop learning. There is new technology every week. There are new ways to get to your audience. There are new social channels, like don't get stale. You've got to Mm -hmm. constantly learn about the technology, you know, think about how people digest, get close with your customers, your target audience. Where do they go for information and hire a variety of skills. Everyone comes in and, and with different understanding of the market 
landscape communication channels. And mm-hmm. so keep reading, learning. I spend a lot of time talking to other CMOs and VPs of marketing. I'm learning from them. They're learning from me. So, you know, have a network where you can reach out and ask questions because every week there's like 10 things that are breaking and challenges you need. Maybe there's a hundred that you need to go fix and you may not always know the answer, but I guarantee someone else in your network's gone through it and will have some thoughts. Yeah, absolutely. That's really good to know. So I just want to say a massive thank you for for joining the Marketing Medic podcast. Um, It's been great to talk to you today. Great to talk with you as well. (laughs) Thanks for having me. 